So what happens is that we activate some subconscious material as we awaken inner healer through this connected breath, because all of us, we have this capacity of healing. We have this inner mm. knowledge and wisdom. We do have this innate capacity. And as we breathe, it is being activated. Let's go! Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host, Sukoon. As an advocate of conscious living, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs, and choose authenticity, because that is where your true joy lies. Each week, I dive into raw conversations with inspiring guests who have undergone big shifts and are here to offer you the tools to do the same. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self-evolution. Hey guys, today you're about to be reminded about a key life skill that we all seem to have forgotten about, which is how to breathe. And joining me is Alsu Kashapova, who I have personally seen in action through our very powerful breathwork sessions. And she's with me today to enlighten you about the power of breathing. Alsu is a holistic therapist and the founder of Holistic Breathwork. Her journey reflects exactly the kind of transformative shifts that I'm always keen to learn more about. After a successful career as a tech executive, Alsu made a radical shift where she has now impacted over 8,000 people with her healing modalities. She's now on a mission to help the world dramatically elevate their lives by integrating healing across every aspect of their being through the body mind, emotions, and the soul, one breath at a time. In this conversation, you're going to hear all about breathwork and its life-changing benefits. Let's do this. Welcome, Alsu. How are we doing today? Amazing. Thank you so much for inviting and giving opportunity to share uh, my inspiration and learnings with people. Because uh, breathing is so simple, mm -hmm. we all do it. Um, and it's a joke that uh, you want to teach me breathing, but I do it since I was born. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, when we have something, we take it for granted. And that's what happens with breathing. We don't, we're not aware of the power and capacity that it has. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just so glad that we're diving into such a key topic that so many of us remain ignorant about, mm -hmm. even though it's such a fundamental skill to master. And funny because I was actually exposed to breathwork from a very young age because mm. right from the time I was four years old, my dad kept asking me to deep breathe. And of course, at the time, I had no idea what he was going on about. And now I get it. It's only taken me two decades, but I finally get it. And you have a very interesting journey yourself from being a tech executive in the corporate mm -hmm. world to um, you know, teaching holistic breathwork and all the amazing stuff you do as this breathwork facilitator. So what was the turning point in your life that inspired this shift? For me, um, in the society that I grew up and I was part of youth organization with NGO as I was a teenager, we were organizing festivals and uh, leadership seminars. Then I went in ISEC, which is this amazing youth mm. organization as well. And uh, it was all beautiful. Uh, and it has this, uh, it's wiring you for impact. Mm. So I kind of felt that my major role in this world is to create impact 
but I felt it was coming from not healed space. I was almost identifying my value if I create impact or not. So therefore, I took all these roles. I tried to solve the most difficult problems of company and technology, something mm. that like impacts the world. Um, so only when I started working on myself, uh, diving deeper into my beliefs, healing childhood trauma and wounding and uh, doing lots of like breath work. And um, it made me realize such a simple thing that I can do what I like. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and uh, it, this sound, it sounds uh, extremely simple. However, on a deep level, understanding that I am valuable, worthy as I am, and uh, whatever that I am able to give, share, whatever is coming from my essence will be valuable anyway if I come from the place of passion. Mm. Um, that was a shift for me. And then I could embark on that journey to become a facilitator and learning all kinds of methods to uh, facilitate transformation. So your journey of this change started from breathing, realizing and being more in touch with your body. It was, I think, simultaneously both. Yeah. Uh, like I worked with a private uh, therapist and coach. Right. And then also uh, my journey back then was always related to work with people uh, in different forms. Um, and when I started doing this deeper journey, I uh, allowed myself to do mm. that. And then I thought, what is the something that I could share immediately? Mm. I, I use agile methodologies and what I learned in tech for my life. Like what could be MVP of my life that I don't mm. need to invest so many resources in and verify that I'm uh, willing to uh, invest more of my time to this. And I thought that why don't I share something that impacted me and is so easy to um, integrate into life. And it was breath work. When I was uh, in Malaysia, I attended uh, many different seminars. I was really into different, like learning all these modalities. And I remember one day I went to this uh, workshop. It was in a simple house, like, uh, and uh, was really simple teachings, but we did this powerful breath work exercise and it mm -hmm. was just, 10 minutes of connected breath and then something with um, holding your breath and inhaling mm. uh, just with engaging your belly. Right. Uh, so something very basic, I would yeah. say. But I kept doing it for like a year. I would keep doing it every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could see how it changes the way I feel in my daily life. Mm. I would feel more energy towards the end of the day. I would uh, feel less triggered and emotionally charged uh, in certain situations. And I worked uh, as a, like in tech, uh, as a product mm -hmm. manager and then head of product. And um, you work with all kinds of teams. You work with so many people every day. And um, of course, every person is a mirror, so they will trigger something in you. Then um, uh, breath yeah. work helped me to center myself in the moment as well. Mm. So I was would use even simple breathing exercises during meetings. Right. So I love like that a, you say that because let's just dive into that for a minute. All right. What role does conscious breathing play in the mind-body connection and overall holistic health? Ah, oh, it's a <laughs> very see, big question. I just <laughs> dropped there, right? Yeah. I will um, try to answer it like um, yeah. general and then we can deep yeah. dive. Yeah. Uh, breathing is so powerful because it works on all levels, physical, emotional, like working with subconscious mind and also quite spiritual aspect mm -hmm. of it. Because firstly, 
uh, how long can you live without um, breath? Not very long at all. <laughs> exactly. While without food or uh, water, you can stay uh, like a few days or week without breath, a couple of minutes. <laughs> um, and uh, because it plays key role in our me metabolism, mm. the um, oxygen that we intake uh, help producing uh, adenosine triphosphate, which is mm -hmm. this uh, energy. And carbon dioxide uh, helps uh, distribute it in our body. Mm -hmm. So it basically energy. So it helps to connect glucose and uh, like from the food that we take mm, without wow. oxygen, we will not feel this energy. And uh, metabolism then uh, impacts all functions uh, in our body. Mm. So that's why it's quite a key physical role um, of the breath, how we breathe. Uh, then it also connected to our nervous system sure. um, directly because as we inhale, uh, it is connected to our sympathetic part right. of the nervous system, exhale to parasympathetic. And nervous system, it impacts again all the functions, right? It connected to our emotional state, mm. also physical state, and um, that's why it's so holistic. It also connected to the, like, our reptilian part of the brain, amygdala, mm. which is connected to our primal emotions and yeah. the response to safety or not. Um, it's and crazy then it how beyond yeah, that. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> how there's so much happening in the background, and yet so many of us just, like, are walking around life, breathing unconsciously, not paying attention to our own breathing patterns. What do you think are the repercussions of that in life? Uh, of not breathing properly. Of just not paying attention to how we breathe, and maybe, like my dad used to describe this word a lot, shallow breathing, like stop mm -hmm. shallow breathing. Because he keeps saying, and he's going to love me for saying all this and giving you so much credit, but like <laughs> when you when kids naturally are born, they breathe deeply. Yeah. And then yeah. the parents or the mom on the chest, like when, they, when they're laying on the mother's chest, then they probably notice that the mom's not breathing as deeply. Mm -hmm. That's what I heard this first from. So yeah, like fast forward 25, 20 years later, whenever people grow up, we realize we aren't really breathing as consciously as we should. Mm -hmm. So how does that play play up or show up in our lives? Firstly, I just want to say <clears throat> gratitude and fascination with your father. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. And uh, also I learned my first knowledge comes from pranayama and kriya. Right. So it's uh, thanks to this knowledge that comes from yogi uh, teachers and in India it's mm. uh, more popular. Uh, but going back to your question, uh, yeah, there is a proper breathing that uh, with different parameters. So first of all, exactly as you said, are you breathing from your diaphragm, from the belly, or are you breathing from your chest? Mm. Uh, so that's how you can notice. And by simply driving your attention and training uh, breath from your belly, it will give you more, first of all, oxygen, but also space to exhale. Uh, and as you exhale, carbon dioxide is um, being released. Mm. And if you don't have enough space for carbon dioxide to distribute oxygen in your body, right. that will um, damage the metabolism, <clears throat> which is uh, impacting your immunity, digestion, wow. and um, stress levels, everything, stre like health, basically. Uh, yeah, <laughs> or health as well, exactly. And also, all the time we are in the most stressful situations right now, it's just lives become faster. And if we breathe mm. also in a faster pace, we don't provide enough space for our nervous system to be balanced. So we're mm. always triggering sympathetic part, which is like activation uh, state, which is good mm. for uh, amount of time when you need to do this task, 
but then we need to have go back to rest and digest state because that's when our system is recovering, is uh, healing, is creating all the new cells, you know, and um, um, that's why we need to have the balance to have like a state of when we are relaxed and it's pretty much connected of how we breathe. Right. So it does impact the health significantly then. Yeah. yeah. And even like uh, one of the Faringheim study was showing how it directly related to longevity. Mm. So they were um, studying for almost 30 years, 5,000 people. And mm. then they studied different uh, parameters and aspects what uh, contributes to longevity. And mm. breath was one of the key. Yeah, I want to share something. So in December, I was in Bali and I mm-hmm. went to Pyramids of Chi, which is in Ubud. If you've been there, not sure if you have. And yeah. I went for this two hour, very powerful holotropic breathwork session. And oh my God, the release I had from that session was pretty wild. Like it was, it was quite something for me, very transformative. And just two hours of that. So with that experience, I was wondering, like, what are the mechanics of breathwork? Like what exactly is going mm-hmm. on in the body that enables these kinds of shifts? So let me give you a little bit of educational aspect, if it's okay. Yeah, sure. Like uh, what you experience, it's called a long format of breathing is more therapeutic, mm-hmm. which is holotropic, a rebirth, vivation, shamanic, and transformational, all kinds of breathing. When you breathe for one hour or more, mm-hmm. even like more than 20 minutes, it will trigger deep processes inside uh, your system. Um, and there are also, uh, I'll come back to it, uh, there are also other formats of breathing, which is like a small and medium formats. Mm. Small format is when with one breath you can shift your state. So just one cleansing breath, <sighs> you reset your nervous system. With you one can, breath? You can reset breath, your system? Like try it now. <laughs> if you sense what's happening now, and yeah. I invite all the people who will listen to it, mm-hmm. and just take one breath, all the way inhale and as you exhale, just allow exhalation to happen. <sighs> it's like naturally when we finish some task, we do you this sigh. really, we sigh yeah, out. Yeah. So that's the power of breath. Like with one single breath, we can shift our state. Then there are medium um, format of breathing, which is all of these techniques like Wim Hof, Pranayama techniques mm. and um, Soma breathing, which is like, when you breathe for five to 20 minutes, maybe it's a box breathing as well, one practice, mm. when you regulate your state. And basically by um, moderating different parameters of your breath, you will impact different uh, things. For example, if you breathe uh, uh, exhaling longer, it will trigger relaxation, it will improve your sleep. If you want to be more active, then you create connected breathing, activating uh, sympathetic uh, mm. state, um, and there are seven parameters of breath that you can regulate and you will shift uh, the way uh, you feel. So mm. that's like a, one of the way to explain it. And mm. for small and medium format, uh, there are more studies done right now. Right. So that's why we could use sci- scientific proof and research for that. With long format of breathing, which is like a holotropic, as you mentioned, mm. or I practice a lot of rebirth breathing, or we can call it, I call it also connected breath because on the core of all of these formats, there is a connected breath when we do not hold our breath anymore after inhalation yeah. and exhalation. Um, there are less scientific studies done to tell you exactly what happens in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would say that, yeah, it's a hyperventilation. Um, but at the same time, 
it's the body actually starts self-regulating the physical uh, level of oxygen and uh, carbon dioxide. So it's more something that is hard to explain um, on the physical level uh, mm. as for now, uh, to be very like uh, straightforward. However, we see so many uh, stories, uh, so many proof how it impacts people live and completely change it within even one session. And that was another experience for me when I went for the first time. I could connect back deeper to my uh, inner child. I, um, on another session, I re-experienced my birth process. On wow. the other session, I could feel this unconditional love. And people constantly report me, like every time I meet someone who's been through my sessions, they would be like, thank you, I uh, finally understood what it means to be loved or to be safe. Uh, or to belong, or they could suddenly certain memory could come and yeah. they uh, heal it naturally through this breathwork process. Um, so what happens is that we activate some subconscious material as we awaken inner healer through this connected breath, uh, because all of us, we have this capacity of healing. We have this inner mm. knowledge and wisdom. Mm. Uh, I always say that imagine you were born and you didn't need to learn how to be born, how to grow yourself into this child. Sure. Uh, everything, we have so much knowledge. So that's why we do have this innate capacity. And as we breathe, it is being activated. And it works on all these levels. So it could trigger certain somatic memories. Right. Uh, that's why like, you could experience shaking, vibration, tingling sensation, cold or warm temperature. And uh, sometimes you might not even understand what's going on, mm -hmm. but um, your body keeps the score, as uh, Basil yeah, I love says. that book. <laughs> and uh, it's already proven right now that we keep our somatic memories. Um, and it makes sense because the first part of the brain that is being developed in a child is very much on the somatic with a touch, then there is emotional, yeah. and only then it's intellectual. Mm -hmm. So there is this somatic release that mm -hmm. could happen. Then there is emotional as well. And then there is also a part um, that um, it goes deeper into subconscious level because lots of our memories are um, not explicit, something that we can recall, but implicit, mm -hmm. which is, we can't recall Deeply it. Deeply hidden stuff that's like yeah, yeah, embedded yeah. in your body. Yeah. Embedded and like it starts from when you're in mother's womb right. into like seven years old uh, around that. And um, these memories is hard to access, um, and that's why we use breath work to go into that non-ordinary state of consciousness. Could you explain that? And what is non-ordinary states of consciousness? So this, this term that I like the most, uh, it could be also called altered state of consciousness. Right. I know that, but I haven't state. heard of non-ordinary before. Actually, it's the original term that Stanislav oh, okay. Grof suggested, um, the founder of holotropic breathing, and then they created with a group of people like Maslow and other right. like okay. very big uh, big uh, wave of founders. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, they created a term of transpersonal psychology as well, mm. which is incorporating the soul. Uh, okay, I'm going <laughs> yeah, no, aside. No, go for it, yeah. But uh, I like the non-ordinary state because it's um, not altered. We are not altering anything. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to do anything. As you breathe is a natural process, you just breathe. Mm -hmm. So you're not trying to shift something. You are just making unconscious material more conscious. Mm. And then there is this amazing 
thing happen that you are in one hand an experiencer, but you are also an observer. You're also an adult self, that wise self that can hold space for that part of you that mm. requires healing. The inner child stuff, right? Inner child stuff mm -hmm. or whatever that you collected from the time. It could be even recent times, some tension and stress. So as you go through this process, you are going to that non-ordinary state of consciousness and you are present with, with the experience. There is some like this inner healer of you that I call, and there is the part that needs to release. But it is more therapeutic because you are not relieving it. You are not re-traumatizing yourself mm -hmm. because there is this innate um, healer, inner healer wow. and your adult self that supports the process. And you are in a more safe environment. You are in a space where this part of you can finally release that energy that is stuck. So imagine that uh, if you are a child and you couldn't express yourself, you were not heard, um, and some part of you wants to like release it, want to complete the cycle, and you probably don't even recognize it. Mm -hmm. So when you start such a powerful process as this uh, breathing, uh, breath work, then this part of you would like to heal itself. How powerful is that, that all of us have a natural healer within us, which we hardly ever used, right? And yes, yeah, putting on the spot a bit, like, do you think, do you think if we had the access and the knowledge to actually use breathwork in its full capacity to heal our inner wounds, do you think we'll need traditional therapy? <laughs> well, I do like uh, that has all forms of role, therapy. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I think that it also depends on where you are. Yeah. If uh, we're talking about person who is not in a state of uh, um, mental health issues, mm -hmm. let's say not mm -hmm. uh, in a depression state or in a, um, some other diagnosis, mm -hmm. then... Um, they this, can't do all this. They, uh, like a breath work and these kind of powerful tools might be, actually, they need to be used very in a safe conditions True. as well because True. then uh, maybe the part of your brain that's, it's not understanding that you are in a safe conditions mm -hmm. right now so it might be even dangerous. Yeah. So that's why we uh, have certain um, conditions that where you yeah. can use it or not. Um, so that then, then that's when you need actually to go through therapy first to have the uh, prefront the frontal cortex of your brain act like functioning well to self learn how to self regulate and go into that wise adult self. Mm -hmm. um, so. But if you are already in a, like a state that uh, you don't need to treat any kind of um, uh, symptoms or um, diagnosis, then it's quite uh, uh, amazing to use yeah. the holistic tools as well. Right. So from what I'm hearing you say, breath work can also heal your emotional trauma mm -hmm. by giving you access to your subconscious mind. Yeah, that's correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's how it heals trauma because that's yeah. such a big like aspect of our lives anyway. Yeah, and uh, like say, because we are in that like non-ordinary or expanded state of consciousness, we are more likely to sur um, pass by this uh, critic, critical mind, analytical mind. Because mm. what is when we are using talking therapy, there is still like part of us that will not believe it or exactly. would not allow us to exactly. go deeper. When we use breathing, we go directly to the subconscious mind and then we understand like the worldview changes basically yeah i was gonna exactly ask you that right now like you know how we hear this saying that 
get out of your mind and get in touch with your body. How does breath work actually facilitate that? Uh, right now, I just took a moment to feel it. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, breathing can be a simplest tool to come back to your body mm. because regardless of what's happening around, regardless of situations, um, challenges that you might face, breathing is constant and it's never stuck. It's constantly moving. And it's the only function in the body that can be in a regulated way that we can inhale and exhale in a certain way, changing parameters. But if you don't do anything, you're still breathing. So that's why even the core of meditation is to observing your breath. And it's so easy to move your attention there. Mm -hmm. And then once you move your attention into your body, then suddenly you can notice other things. Oh, my shoulders are tensed. Oh, my belly, like there is some pain there. Oh, and I feel that because what happens a lot of times, we just don't realize it. We're so busy, you know? So that was also for me, one of the most um, important learnings as I was in my journey. I wouldn't notice how much I would be triggered. I would be so exhausted in the end of the day, or I would feel that it take me one step ahead and two steps steps back sometimes like it took so much energy to accomplish something Mm. um and then i I thought like why is that right and i realized how much of this emotional energy not only like what we do and with breathing it's easier to just come back to that awareness Mm. with one simple breath like and you can do it anyway as you sit in the meeting as you're on the stage speaking your breath is still with you exactly so could someone who is having like temperament issues or mood swings, breath work does help help heal that as well, right? Yes, it helps yes. you, it helps the body self-regulate and get back in its center. That's absolutely correct. Um, you can start with simple techniques like uh, box breathing. I think that uh, it's like when you inhale for four or five counts, yeah. and hold your breath, exhale, hold your breath. Or like uh, Wim Hof is becoming popular right now right. or like... Uh, simple pranayamas as well, or simply uh, by putting attention and like coherent breathing five to five, inhaling on five, exhaling on five. All these practices will, first of all, uh, allow you to self-regulate. Yeah. So when you need to balance your nervous system, they are all uh, safe, Mm. especially like these simple pranayamas, like coherent breathing or box breathing or... um, Uh, And then from there, you can see what you need. So you can also learn how to use your breath as a tool. Right. And uh, by learning how to impact different parameters of breath, you can say, aha, I'm tired. Ah, I could do energy breathing now. Mm. And you can energize yourself. Or if you are uh, stressed, you know, another breathing technique to relieve stress. Or like if you want some therapeutic or expansion journey you can do this long format of breath breathing right that makes sense so we now know that breathwork has the power to heal the body or calm the body at a physical level anyway by changing Mm -hmm. the nervous system or shifting that to a different state as well as regulating the more parasympathetic system activating that but what about at the intellectual level like you know because a lot of anger and Mm -hmm. difficult moods come from thoughts right Mm -hmm. because you make a meaning out of something and then you react and the reaction probably has calmed down with breath work because you have a chance to pause and reflect and whatever, respond. 
rather mm-hmm. than just react. But I wonder if your thoughts are changing. Not really, because that's something that you have to consciously combine mm-hmm. with breath work, right? Um, there are two uh, aspects. So first, uh, in therapy, there are uh, they call top down and um, bottom up approaches. Right. So top down is when you work on the intellectual level on beliefs first, ah, and you then go. you shift your yeah. emotional reaction and your body uh, shifts. However, there is another like a bottom up approach that you shift your physical state or Mm. you work on a somatic level because a lot of uh, reactions, they are memories on the somatic level. Mm. For example, you enter the room and suddenly you are like in the state Mm. of fear, Mm. but you, you like the person, you think like, why, why? What happens? Because your body suddenly remembers that, ah, this is a bigger size person and you remember on a somatic level how you were probably scared uh, or uh, in the street or something like that, you know? So your body will react and by shifting your body responses, you eventually shift uh, your beliefs as well. Mm -hmm. So then as you walk into the room, there is no, this belief of uh, that I am not safe or there is uh, a danger. Mm-hmm. And this work on all core beliefs, we can work through like beliefs like I am enough, mm-hmm. capacity, I'm capable, and yeah. I trust myself, I can speak my truth. So you can approach beliefs uh, from both perspectives. Mm-hmm. I like to use all approaches because I believe that holistic approach is the best. And um, and then in this like uh, journeying, mm-hmm. when you use um, a connected breath, um, mm-hmm. then you you go into that expanded state right. and then it's so much easier to receive this message. For example, many people struggle with uh, believing that um, they're good enough. I think it's one of the core beliefs that yeah. uh, we are. Our inner critic dominates our being, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and if you work uh, on the conscious level, like on the conscious state, it's like, and you try affirmations or something, it's like, yeah, I'm good enough. But then... If this belief is still there, it will create conflict. Mm. And then the part of you will be like, no, but you are not. And try it like this will be kind of mm. like internal battle. When you are in a more expanded state, you don't understand it on the conscious level, but somehow you feel it, you experience it. Suddenly you could feel, aha, like I am enough and everyone around me is enough. And it's just as it is. It's just the truth. There is no conflict. It's one side of truth. Yeah, And once you experience it, it's easier for you to uh, recall that memory on all levels. You know that it's possible. And then it's easier like to shift it into daily life. That's really cool. Yeah. Just picking up from what you just mentioned. There's so much stuff out there these days. And for someone who genuinely has trouble focusing and just like, you know, getting out of stress or overthinking mode, what's the easiest thing? that you recommend them to start off with? Mm -hmm. So uh, let me explain you a little on uh, stress relief and Mm. then focus. There are two different goals here. Mm. Because if you wanna, if you are in the stress, uh, your body would feel tensed. You will Mm. feel certain vibrations. And like usually if you are in a space when you are alone, you might scream, cry, Mm. you wanna, Uh, Do whatever. Do something, you know, so the body is not still. And a lot of times that people want to go directly to stillness. So from that state, you try to meditate, focus, and then your body still needs this release. So breath work can provide this release first. 
So actually focusing on uh, exhalation, mm. you can do 20 connected breaths, like just inhaling and exhaling, releasing. Yeah. And then from that state, as you released, you can go into more focus or relaxation. So then you can use more something that will balance inhalation and exhalation, uh, which is just uh, inhaling on five counts, exhaling on five counts. Um, or like a, a triangle breathing box, like all kind of yeah. I mean, there's uh, so geometrical much out there, right? Can't get overwhelming <laughs> sometimes. Like, what do I choose? Which one do I do? There's so much stuff out there now. It it is, and uh, my recommendation is uh, go like on YouTube, try different things, and then uh, one exercise will resonate with you first. Yeah, and keep practicing this exercise for the next year. That's a great idea. Stay consistent with that. With breathing anyway, breathing properly. So how do you leverage breathwork in your own life? Like what are your some of what are some of your favorite techniques or modalities? Well, definitely like uh, I use mostly therapeutic breathwork for me and my clients, which is like I use rebirth breathing, uh, which is this long format uh, because it helps heal um, wounding, shift uh, subconscious beliefs. Uh, and that's my like uh, priority. And also like for myself, I use it. Uh, once a week, mm. more like a ritual, and I can do some cacao ceremony and yeah, love cacao. <laughs> Shout out to uh, cacao, yeah. Um, to yeah, to go back into mm. like a heart space to breathe, um, putting some sounds and um, or go to some like session together. That would be great too. And then on daily life, I use. Um, so by now, it's very intuitive for me. So mm. I um, use different things, but I think that. Even um, breathing like Wim Hof. Yeah. Or I have my own combination of uh, morning ritual as well. Uh, yeah, you want to share that with us? What's yeah, your morning yeah, ritual sure. like? Yeah. So like I start with um, uh, activating my belly mm -hmm. and activating all breathing zones. Then I do uh, some like form of connected breath with uh, hypoxia when I hold like with breath mm. holding. Then I go to swim because I live on the seaside. Lovely. Oh, if not, then I take shower. Yeah. Um, and uh, just staying also with my intention for the day, because as you are in this state, I like to start with high vibrational thoughts. Mm. Uh, so let's say even reading a chapter in The Course in Miracles or mm. like a Krishnamurti, this kind right. of Oh, books. I love Krishnamurti. Wow, amazing. Uh, yeah, because like then I know that I will jump into the day and then this yeah, react thoughts, my way. Yeah. Um, will come. But when you remember what is the truth, what is it all about? Mm. It helps um, to be uh, like to get back to it easily. Damn, girl, that's really <laughs> profound stuff. Thank you for sharing. And okay. I could share this uh, with people as well. I have um, online materials. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. I could add it in the show notes. Exactly. Well, this has been a very insightful conversation. Thank you so much for being here. And here's a bit of ritual from my side. How would you describe an epic being? Mm. For me, the first thing that comes, it's a person who is present. Yeah. So, and uh, present with the moment, uh, present with the reality, with themselves, with their breath. And because when you are present with mm. what is, there is not much to do there is not much to yeah, change exactly um so yeah i love that thank you for sharing that answer i love that and where would you like people to find you um i i have my instagram account mm -hmm. that i think the most active way i post things 
I have my website with resources that I'll share the link. Okay. Um, so Instagram yeah. and your website. I'll add yeah. it in the show notes. Perfect. Thank yes. you for being here, goddess. <laughs> Lovely to have this so conversation. Much, Thank you. And that's the wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this conversation resonated, help spread the value by sharing with a friend and feel free to share your thoughts and comments on Instagram at epic.beings. Also, to stay up to date with weekly episodes, you may want to hit subscribe. Until next time, stay epic.